Hello. This is another episode of Invite the Neighbors. Yay! Everyone's favorite podcast. Well, maybe 25 people's favorite podcast. I don't know. That might be a high estimate. Um, this episode was one of the first ones that we did. Well, the only one that we've done at my house in person since the pandemic hit. Um, Bombastic Dream Pussy returns. Talk about their new record. Um, Three-fourths of them were there anyways. Uh, Jake, the drummer, was not there. Uh, I think he was working or something like that. But anyways, the record is really, really, really good. Um, I kind of gushed over it, and I felt weird about it during the interview. But it's all good. I recovered. We had a good conversation. It was nice to have some level of normalcy. Um, I feel like that sentence gets uttered a lot. Um, but we were all wearing masks. You know, we were distanced and stuff. Um, yeah, so it was a good old time. Anyways, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash invite the neighbors. Um, or you could share the podcast with a friend, share the episodes on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Follow us on Instagram at invite the neighbors on Twitter at ITN pod. And make sure you follow us on Spotify. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. You know, we're on all of them. So tell a friend. Keep listening. Appreciate it. And enjoy the episode. All right. A long voice. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pillow. Want another pillow? Nice. I like this. I don't know who it belongs to. Yeah. We have the power to give you dude, another those pillow. Those slippers look fucking. Yeah, do you need dude, another pillow? Dude, they have a pocket. Right. What? Give this yeah. man a pillow. Give it's like I, Jared, we got you a pillow. Oh okay. shit! Yeah, be... I, I constantly wear like champion hoodies, so I found these, and they, they're like actual like hoodie slippers. Oh my <laughs> it's god! It's a functional pocket, which you ever put anything in there? I mean, not weed yet, but <laughs> I will be putting weed in there. Only my fingers right. so far, but yeah. So this is gonna be maybe a bumpy one. I don't know. In terms of podcasts, <laughs> all they go. You guys are the first ones that uh, have come on since the the pandemic. Well, oh, since like being in the house. Yeah. Oh, you've been doing them over uh, over yeah, Discord, yeah. which I fucking hate. Yeah, we've been doing this uh. book club kind of over Discord, and it's a it's it's not great. Like band book club? No, not. I mean, not, no, just some friends. Oh, uh, okay. Book. I was gonna say, do you like make them? Do a book club in t- and also learn your songs? No. <laughs> I don't think that would fly. Yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, we were talking before I started recording. Like, I, I just think it's funny, like, this idea that, like, when you have a band and you're, like, the sole songwriter or whatever, it's easy to feel, like, I always feel bad, like, that people put effort into learning this, the music. But then at the same time, like, I, I wouldn't want them to not put in the effort, you know, like, I, right. Yeah. But I mean, it's good when you can find people who actually like playing your songs and things like that, which like, I listen to your guys's record and I can understand why that you guys would want to play. Cause it's fucking awesome. Uh, so that's, that's a compliment. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, th- that record is, is rad. It's, it's one Dad's of the... sucking up already. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I don't... Uh, I'm very transparent. Like, I'm very honest when I haven't listened to a band yeah. on a podcast. I'm very honest when I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's not my thing. But that fucking rad. Right. Like, it was very good. Well, it's, it's kind of wild because, like, the first time I heard Haley's music was actually two years before I even met her. 
and it was it was uh, your old band Dead Rover, and um, uh, our friend Pat Pat Badesky from No Fun Club. Oh uh, yeah, he's not allowed on this podcast. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, <laughs> yeah. He 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 recorded like a Dead Rover song. And he was playing it for me, and I was like, "This is fucking sick. This is so cool." And then, like, just being able to be in a band, like being this band after hearing that, like two years, like three years later, we like started playing together. Like, I'm like, that's that's kind of wild that that turned out that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But so, is it weird, like, when people compliment you? <laughs> like, when you, like, make a record and it's just, like... Because, like, from from my own point of view, like, if people compliment stuff I do. I can only speak for myself, but I, I feel like I didn't really work that hard on a lot of it. Like, because it, it's just, like, songs I write feel like they don't require a lot of effort because it's just, like, the songs that you were going to write anyways, you know? But then, yeah. like, you're in other bands with other people, you know, I feel like I would, I'm in other bands where I'm not the songwriter and I put a lot more effort, it feels like, into their stuff. So, like, I'm just curious, like, what it feels like when people compliment you on something that was is, like, your art if it like feels weird or anything it's weird uh when it's to my face it's appreciated and welcome obviously uh i just i don't i never know what to say i'm like i i i i've i think i've perfected the art of a a smile and a thanks (laughs) yeah yeah. like after a show just like uh thanks because i used to be a lot more of a bitch and I'll just be like, oh, thanks. I got to tear down right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, that is kind of a thing, though. Like, people don't understand that. I mean, it's never really happened to me, but I know that I've been that person before. It's like, usually drunk girls, which is oh, great. Because I'm like, I'm yeah. really glad you like this because you're, you're, audi- you're the audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've definitely been that person, like, at a show, like, where I was just, I really love the band. And then I was like just like cheesing super hard afterwards trying to talk to the guitar player and like try to show them my credibility by like pointing out a specific pedal on their board or something like maybe if i let him know that i really like this pedal then he'll want to talk to me he'll know I'm the guitar player. <laughs> you know dude that's a sick dd7 i know <laughs> never seen one of those before it's like you just read the fucking plate on the pedal <laughs> what, uh, what milliseconds do you have that delay set to yeah right oh my god see yeah. I'm a 660 millisecond. <laughs> you identify with how you keep your pedals. See, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I probably should need to put more effort into that. To be honest. Yeah, at least that way it gives them something to say back to you. Yeah. Like receiving a compliment is kind of like it's the same thing as like someone giving you a gift. It's like there's not really like a, a good social like protocol for like getting that. You're just like, like yeah, basically you just smile and say thanks. And you're like, well, I, I hope that didn't come off weird or anything. I get hyper appreciative. I get like, oh my God, thank you. And like, <laughs> oh, I saw you dancing to that one song. It was yeah. really cool. Thank you so much for dancing. Or like, whatever the heck. Yeah, see, like, that's kind of like, whenever, like, I've been complimented playing a show, like, I, I feel like I get overly appreciative to the point where now they feel weird talking to me. Like, like they feel like they're the ones who did something, and I'm thinking, you know what I mean? Because you know, it's just like, I'm like, oh, you want to talk to me about something I did? Like, fuck yeah, dude, you got time? Like, you know, because like, it is a sense of like appreciation, for sure. You yeah. know? But it's just like, it's a very new thing, and I've never really experienced before. So I'm just like geeking out hardcore, I'm like, oh my god, you like shit, what? So, yeah, it's fun. I'm always surprised by the things that people like. 
because it's never what I expected. I, I no. was always thinking like, oh, I thought you would maybe like this this noodley guitar part I wrote, but no, nah, that's not what you're picking up on. Shit. <laughs> that's weird, but like, it's it's probably a good thing, like a sign, like a good sign at least, like when, because if, you know, think of like a song that you think is going to be the single or whatever, and then you put that out and people end up, you, you get the most plays on a song that wasn't the single. So like people might still like the single, but then they really like something that you didn't expect them to like as much. So that just means they like more of it overall, I guess. But it is, it's kind of like difficult to predict like what people are going to think or what, that's the most terrifying part to be honest for me. It's like, I don't know how you feel Benny Budge or you guys, but yeah, if we all knew the secret, we'd all just be hit factories, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just do that every time. I'm planning on uh, working on some hits. <laughs> I'm like, going to turn them out. <laughs> like yeah. that one time, uh, Rivers Cuomo was like, I figured out the formula for making the perfect pop song. <laughs> and, yeah, not to immediately jump into the Weezer discourse, but isn't that kind of the problem, though? Is that like, he's <laughs> like, I figured out how to write a perfect pop song, and then it just annoyed everybody. That he was writing these quote-unquote perfect pop songs. I think it was like right around like Green Album or like after Maladroit, something around that era, like right before Beverly Hills came out. Yeah. And it's like, I'll say it. I don't care if I get canceled for saying this. Beverly Hills is a fucking ass slapper. That's <laughs> a great one. I wasn't yeah. sure which direction yeah. you were going to go. Honestly, I can appreciate, appreciate it. The, the older I get, the more I appreciate it. Like, when I was younger, I was like, ah, fuck this song. Now I'm like, all right, this comes on. I can, I, I kind of just like stomping and clapping along to it. If it comes on, like, in a bar or a public place, or I'm like, all right, I let's think, go. I think songwriters have a lot of, like, gusto to be able to play a riff like that where there's a lot of space where it's just because <laughs> yeah. like, there's a lot of space for you to just for people to be awkward you gotta really I, you know <laughs> and that's what rivers does best right so like it works out, yeah like true. The, the awkward factor I'm trying uh, to think like if there's still bands that are in like the rock genre that make hits that are like that mainstream as like Weezer did, or you know, Greta Van, dude, I I could not tell you, sing to you, nothing, a single snippet of a Greta Van Fleet song. This is all you gotta no, do. This is, all you gotta do is, Mama! Have oh, you ever man. heard Black is, Dog by Led Zeppelin? <laughs> this is like that a pariah in Brian's mind because I bring up Greta Van Fleet jokingly probably every single episode that we just do. about. Yeah, I remember the other day I tweeted. Me, you, and Jake from No Fun Club have to have like a first impression Greta Van Fleet live reactions oh podcast. My God. Oh Ooh. yeah, absolutely. I have a question. Do you guys think Greta Van Fleet would not be ridiculed as much or or have such a taboo about them to listen to them if Wolfmother hadn't have gotten popular? No, I would hate them just as much. I'd hate them just because Wolfmother much. got the same thing. They were like, "That's Led Zeppelin." They're just doing. Oh, dude, but Zeppelin. are they still around? Uh, I think probably. See, but the thing, I the think God Wolf Mother. It wasn't like, I mean, yeah, okay, the parallels are there, but it wasn't the same level of just shameless, just fucking like, just like they're like dressed up as Led Zeppelin for Halloween. Yeah, like you know? the like, that's like the aesthetic of the band, like what, yeah, yeah what, their their stage costumes. They're like, it's like they were made in a lab. 
kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I almost yeah. don't blame them too much because it's just like they just love Led Zeppelin, clearly. Yeah. I mean, they're um, really young. You well, can't no, really here's, like... okay, let me retract that. Because <laughs> now, fuck them. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but when they started out. Yeah, like... when they started out, okay, you know, I get it. And then they get famous, but don't act like you you came up with this don't don't act you know just be honest like if they were just honest like yeah we started as a Led Zeppelin cover band and we still are you know um, uh, wasn't there a thing like oh no we're not influenced by Led Zeppelin it's like Aerosmith or that's something that's what I'm saying like, go, <laughs> go fuck yourself with that shit dude Okay, this maybe this will be reserved for like Patreon or something. So I'm going in hard. fuck yourself. Yeah, we, we're what, if, what if like next year they just come out like with a just groundbreaking genre bending like indie oh. rock album that just completely just like annihilates the genre? How many albums are there? That would be an ultimate like time. One, movie. right? Do they have more than one album? I, I hope not. Ha- I think they have like right. an EP, and then they have the one album, and like I think Pitchfork gave it like a one point. That was the best yeah. Pitchfork review I've ever read. Because that was when Pitchfork so they they uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They reverted to their old school like Pitchfork writing style, where they just skewer people over the oh, flames. Yeah. <laughs> They're I like, that. <laughs> yeah, like one point This is the worst shit I've ever heard. I would cut off like, my right pinky to get just. Skewered by a publication like that. <laughs> yeah, that'll hype you up, man. Yeah, they got two albums. But I feel like if we like tried to like purposely write a bad album, that that you would get like a good review and it'd be like, I see what they did there. They're trying to purposely write a 1.0 album, <laughs> therefore it makes it like a six. It's like golf. <laughs> I, I know exactly. I know exactly. <laughs> Whoever gets the lowest score wins. Well, I saw this band. Uh, I saw the Hotelier at the Majestic one time, and. This band, I'm about to hate on another band. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, you're full of fire now. I know. We're just airing our this grievances. This band's called, uh, they, you know, they're really popular. And it's like, I will say this. Like, I, I get the appeal, whereas with Greta Van Fleet, I don't at all. But, um, unless you're a Led Zeppelin fan. But uh, if, like, this band called Told Slant, which I, yeah. I saw them live. They had, like, this giant fucking drum. And that was kind of it. Like, they had a guitar player who can't play guitar. Cool. And that's okay, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. like, I get... But, the, here's... I'm not knocking them. They're clearly... The appeal for them is, oh, anyone can be a musician. You don't have to know how to play music. You can just, you know, write a song, and it's very, like, emotion-driven rather than, like, technical skill. Okay, mm-hmm. I get that appeal. So let me just preface that. Pitchfork scored their album higher than, like, minus the Bears' Planet of Ice, I'm pretty sure. Which, uh. that infuriated me. That's, like... That's what bothered me about Pitchfork. It's almost like they're just like trying to troll you sometimes. Like it, it's just like I don't know. Well, technicality uh, has to matter to some extent. I feel like I thought you said I. I know you said giant drum, but for some reason my brain heard that as giant drone. No. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like I a, might have heard that too. A drone flying around the audience. No, that like projecting no. lyrics. No, they literally have like. What looked like a big bass drum that you would find at like a garage sale, and it was like up on its side, like like concert band style. Yeah. And there was someone who just was just hitting it with like one giant cymbal, and it was not style. It was very just like I want one of those. My first band appeal, you know, mm. like oh this is my first band. These are my friends. We get together and we you know we're the outcasts and we just sing songs in our garage. But they just happen to be like. I don't know. I I also feel like I think especially like Pitchfork makes a point to not review on technicality. I think like they review on like what is trendy in the moment 
and like <laughs> what and on top of that like is it is there some kind of novelty which goes back to your like drum yeah. thing is like is it novel and trendy all right that's better than minus the bear doing some tapping um not condoning that at all right right <laughs> but no but exactly um, what you said is yeah kind of like my criticism of it is you know they just i mean that's like not just my person a pitchfork that's a lot of people's criticism is that they just kind of go with yeah whatever's trendy yeah they're gonna when, they're, they're they trying to get those kanye reviews, dude, yeah. you're all over it what when they drop those kanye reviews though you're all over oh. it. i'm all about it yeah i am a kanye uh music guy anyways but i think so Pitchfork, that's the other end of Pitchfork, too. Like, you can take something that's really good, but then it's like that person can do no wrong at all. Like, once the once Kanye dropped, like, uh, right. Dark Twisted Fantasy, like, everything after that was just genius to them, and I just didn't agree with that, but... Yeah, Kanye's kind of been riding on that album for, like, a decade, eh? Yeah. Jesus yeah. was awesome, too. Like, St. Pablo, but they, they, I thought St. Pablo scored way too high. I didn't think it was on the same level as the other stuff. I don't know. It's all subjective, you know, obviously. When you said Jesus, I was going to be like, Brian, you better watch where you're stepping right no, now. No, Jesus <laughs> is masterful. Don't worry. Okay, good. It's, it's amazing. You got my eye on him. <laughs> I know, right? But, yeah, back to your guys' record. <laughs> so so what would you score it? <laughs> Dude. No, that that's an on-the-spot, unfair four. question. A four? Five. Right. No. Ooh. <laughs> no, it definitely was really good. I don't know. I I, I suck at scoring things because I'm super OCD and like if I were to score uh, one record, I would feel like I would have to think about every other record of all time that I like. So I don't know, but it, slippery slope. I try to like bands that come on my podcast. I'll try to think about like I just put them in contact with other bands that've been on the podcast. You know what I mean? Mm. I can't. I'm not gonna score it up against like OK Computer. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but on a, on a level of Be Here Now by Oasis to <laughs> Hospice by The Antlers, where would you rate this? Oh, I don't know. See, these are two records that I've never even listened to. Well, where would you rate The it? Antlers one is good. The other one, yeah. you never have to listen to because it's the literal worst album of all time. You know, I'll go on record saying that. I, I think that might Did be one of... you post about that recently? Yeah, because it was like... I listened to it after somebody posted about it. That I try good. not to like say something is objectively bad because like taste is obviously very subjective but that record i heard it and i was like this is objectively the worst goddamn (laughs) album i've heard in my fucking life i'm I'm pretty (laughs) sure that i'm pretty sure that tyler floyd loves that record (laughs) really i'm not i'm not surprised because all the guitar parts are like overdubbed 16 times so it sounds (laughs) just like a tsunami is hitting you anytime there's a guitar part down. Which yeah. Oasis album yeah, was in this? A, in Oasis? Um, the whole now. album Be Here Now. What, what was what was this the big hit off that one? That wasn't All the Wonder Woman. My album, people was it? right here, right now. So how many times oh, through man. have you listened to it? <laughs> like like three times because I was taken aback. I was like, how is something this Oh, yeah. poorly put together car wreck. I'm looking it up right now like of course we have to record it at Abbey Road my favorite though is reading uh, Noel and Liam Gallagher's uh, opinions on it because Liam is like is it Liam? I forgot which one is the insane one I never no, Noel isn't the insane one he's like mm. 
Yeah, it's shitty. Uh, Liam's lyrics suck, and every time <laughs> there's not, he's not singing. I put a guitar lick in there that sounds like a fucking Wayne's World transition. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Liam was like, "This, this is the best fucking Oasis album of all time." Um, also, I, didn't wear masks. I'm not trying to judge oh, based on the track this. listing, but it's there's dope. a song in here called "It's Getting Better." Um, parentheses man with two <laughs> exclamation points. And it wow. blows my mind <laughs> because right. what's this like? What's the story? Morning Glory is actually really, really good. Yeah, that's the one that I know. Yeah, like, from, like, like I've I was always been a like, kid because people are always like, "Oh, are you an Oasis fan or a Blur fan?" And I'm like, Blur. But that al- that Oasis album, those first two ones are really good. So it's like, how did they? write that third one and then I read interviews about it and Noel's like oh yeah we were just all on coke fucking around <laughs> and I was like that, that, that sounds exactly. accurate living the dream dude that sounds accurate yeah yeah dude that's what we need to do for the next in a day dream record just overdub each guitar part oh I thought you were going to say do coke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no way well first come, comes the coke then comes the overdubs yeah. so you're just like we gotta overdub that again man <laughs> we gotta make it sound like the drums are not there <laughs> just delete them I did do like distorted autotune on one song on the in a daydream record heck yeah which is weird as fuck autotune's tight oh you're yeah. sick dude 808 uh, dude I straight up I was in the studio and I showed Diener like the part in Runaway where Kanye does the like the distorted autotune I'm like I want it to sound like this for this part and we I, it was so hilarious like talking you know he refused to turn it off when i was like talking in the in the, main, in the live room yeah so like everything i said was distorted autotune and like we have a lot of good just stems of just me talking in distorted autotune that i need to find something to dude do hit that. tracks that last song make it like 20 minutes long minutes of it. No, i know the last track 19 minutes of it is just you being like so yeah i want to do another take yeah it sounds like distorted and then i was laughing i really high-pitched annoying laugh and like that was like (laughs) uh, it's it's pretty disappointing that you can't really do hidden tracks anymore like someone's gonna see the track on their phone and be like this is 20 minutes long the song ended like four minutes ago yeah oh okay let me scroll and find it let me find the rest of this song yeah and there used to be ones where like I don't know if you can do this like on a vinyl. I don't think so. I think it's just like a CD thing where like mm-hmm. there's like a 10 second or whatever, however long, like that only plays if you play the song going into the next song. And it's like a, a reverse sort of, it's, I don't know, it's like a clip at the beginning. Oh, yeah. That yeah. only plays. Um, it won't play it if you just select that song. It like only plays if it's like transitioning from the end of the yeah. last one into the yeah, next one. like I had like a I had a few CDs where like they would put like the a hidden track and like the pre-gap before like track one so yeah you, you yeah you would have to like rewind it as soon as you put the CD in to get like this hidden track before track one that's like some some CD hardcore shit, shit. yeah yeah uh, yeah lost art <laughs> tell your grandkids about it do you guys have any plans to like uh, have physical releases and stuff for you guys? yeah uh Hopefully soon, Jake is uh, Good Luck Charms records. They're going to be popping them out soon. We're like oh, ordering cool. them tonight, I think. CDs and tapes. Oh, nice. Limited? So, I don't know how this stuff works. I'm, I'm probably the worst artist to work with ever because I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know. You you message me when I need to make a decision and then I'll just tell <laughs> That's you. That's kind of the... 
That sounds like goals, though. I just I don't have <laughs> I, I don't I don't really have any opinions. I'm just like yeah, sure, whatever. Like so, when it comes to the music, sure, but like. What about the artwork? Did you have like a? Did you choose that? I did, and it was it was horrible because not the artwork. I love the artwork, yeah. but like trying to choose it was horrible because <laughs> like I've been sitting on these some of these songs. I've been sitting on them for like two and a half years and like I've been planning on you know recording them for a long time and once I get the idea like oh I'm gonna record something I'm gonna make a release I'm like okay I want to get artwork I want to think about artwork now because it's so Mm -hmm. much fun to do or think Mm -hmm. about or whatever and I think I must have gone through like 50 different ideas and it was just I'm so indecisive so (laughs) and eventually I was just like okay I am turning my brain off. I'm gonna find a picture that I like by someone I follow on Instagram and do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm the, I'm the same way when it comes to like our record. Like I finally picked one, and it ended up being a photo I took instead of like trying to outsource it or anything like that. But like I did so many different renderings of like different things in in paint, you know, on the computer and. Ironically, I ended up settling on just the plain photo and nothing done to it. Yeah, which kind of makes it easy. But I, I, I yeah, I, I don't, I don't really want to do like I, I just don't want to do art for something that I like. It's my artwork because then I'll yeah. just be a perfectionist about it. Yeah, I hear you. So think, I think that's pretty much why I have Alex Keen and boyfrienders because he'll be the buffer. For me, just like being completely indecisive, sometimes I'll be like, Alex, I have 10 pictures, like, just pick one, like, let's do this one. And she'll be like, oh, this one's cool, but this one's also cool, and I really like this one. And I'm like, thanks. I really like your Alex Jean impression. <laughs> oh, this Trust one's me. cool. <laughs> She's been my best friend for probably five years at this point, and it's like, it's it's a craft my impression of her because it's just like what would mickey mouse sound like if mickey mouse was blonde <laughs> oh that's good i feel like you were gesturing at me to say something but... uh, i remember at one point you were uh on instagram you were asking for artists was that no i just wanted to follow more artists okay cool, cool, cool. i follow like a bunch of like makeup accounts on there and my uh-huh. feed was just full of like makeup and i was like this is really boring now i want to see some art yeah i hear you there I, did you um I keep, what was i gonna ask oh yes yeah, so like about the actual release like how long in advance did you have the date planned because it like it, it <laughs> felt like right in the middle of the fucking pandemic you know? uh it was originally supposed to come out like april 10th like three i wanted it to come out right around my birthday and then, uh, obviously, I was like, oh, wow. You know what? I'm, I'm not even ready, like, to put this out. Let's just wait. And then I set it back to May, and then I set it back to June, and I was like, okay, I cannot. <laughs> I don't even remember when I put it out. August yeah. 28th. That was a good question for me, too, because I didn't really know either. You were just like, hey, we're going to put this out. Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's something yeah. I've realized, is that, like, one of the... I don't know why it's so tough to do, but picking dates to put stuff out is just, like, so impossible sometimes. Yeah. Like, I remember I had to have 
Jake picked the release date, I think, for Scenes of Brooklyn because I was just like, dude, I cannot think of something. And he was just like, oh, announce it on this date and then release it on this date. And of course, the day I announced it was the day My Chemical Romance announced a reunion tour. <laughs> so I was like, oh, sweet. Completely overshadowed. Don't. I got CR screwing me again. I think I got. I think August twenty eighth was perfect. There was nothing going on. Yeah, just dead of the summer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't sure. Like, if you know, I wasn't sure how long you'd been sitting on it for, and like, if it was done in February. Oh, like really? all, all the recording was done in February. It was basically done. Did you really finished that in February. Yeah. Uh, I I do not know how time functions anymore. Yeah, me either. Year. But, uh, yeah, like, I think it took, like, a month and a half, maybe, to mix and master. Maybe, I think it was, like, done-done in, like, March. Mm. Do you think that, like, when shows come back, and I don't like when people say if they come back, because they're coming back, they will. There's that positive attitude we Yeah, <laughs> they'll be back. Trust me, they'll be back. Um, um, but do, do you think that you'll do, like, another round of promotion to kind of, like, remind people hey we put this out now we're actually going to play it kind of thing i, I don't even know what's going to happen yeah, like, i could or... push you to do a retrospective album release <laughs> <laughs> depending on how how long away it is uh, um, i think bands did that all the time though like even when it wasn't a pandemic going on like band like would release radiohead was notorious for this like they'd release a record and then tour for it a year later and they would call it the you know in rainbows tour or like the whatever moonshake pool tour would be happening right for like either like four two years or like when even starts like a year after the release i feel yeah like. so i feel like that that's actually pretty normal you know like the next set of shows you actually play you can just call it the oh whatever tour you know i i figure when shows are gonna come back we're not even gonna be able to play shows full band because when shows are gonna come back i'm assuming dogleg's gonna hit it really hard and so we'll not have oh, a drummer Jacob, yeah yeah so, I'm just. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna let Jesus take the wheel on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, it's. I don't even. Yeah, I'm, I'm so confused. I think I feel like this like, rambling nonsense coming out of my mouth right now is like, kind of how a lot of people feel about the future in general. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know how to string words together it's just, to describe it. It's just a big shrug. Yeah. Big old yeah. shrug. It's out of our control. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Working on an album, so probably when shows come back, that'll be the thing to promote. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the mindset I'm at, too, where it's like, once, like, shows start happening again, I think it's going to be at the point where, like, the album three stuff is just recorded at the point where I'm just like, I don't think I'm even going to do promotion for Seeds of Brooklyn anymore. Yeah, I, I almost feel like most bands are going to be on this trajectory where anything that they were working on last year or this year is just going to be like, well, we're, we have new stuff now, so you're just going to get just a whole slew of, of new material. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. Um, I mean, obviously not, you know, the pandemic, but just thinking about all the art that's going to be coming out. Oh, yeah. Crossing our fingers for that new Roaring Twenties. <laughs> oh. I'm on that same tip. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it's something where, like, we ended up getting lucky in a daydream because, like, you know, I had, before Benny joined, like, I literally had zero other members. And, like, I just finished tracking last week for a record. So now, like, pandemic hit. Like, that was the one silver lining about it that I found was, like, 
all right, I, now all of a sudden there's no rush at all to yep. like find a band to like schedule a release. So like I'm just it'll be done in a few months but then i might it might be sitting on it for a year so you know i don't want to release it until like i can actually play shows for it like yeah as a first release you know what i mean because like i don't want like put up my first record i spent thousands of dollars recording it and all this shit like and then only for it to just fall flat because i couldn't play and support it you know and like you guys said there's i feel like there's going to be just like a rush of releases when once you know things can be played out again so yeah i have no idea how to manage that if anyone's listening to this can give me advice please do <laughs> hit the dms love when i get dms about the podcast but yeah, we're, we're all lost at sea here someone give us some some guidance yeah for real <laughs> but i want to talk to you a little bit because this this will be on a uh a shorter podcast because I want to watch the train wreck debates tonight. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we're, we're all, all, there, too. all yeah. there with you. But yeah. I wanted to ask you guys. So, like, I try to ask this question of bands that have like multiple releases, and you know, bands that have been on the podcast before. Like, uh, well, Haley, at least you have. Um, so, like, with this new release, how would you? This is a very probably kind of like large question, but like, how would you compare it? to previous stuff like whether it's like conceptually like sonically or like process wise like just like compare and contrast like what you've done before versus like this most recent stuff well it's the best thing i've ever done uh as far as production goes and uh probably like lyrically as well (laughs) i don't know yeah that's a really big question because i'm thinking about i don't know all the other bands where i've been like a major songwriter in and the first band i was in like oh man i'm sorry my brain is wandering okay say the question again (laughs) oh so yeah i'm just curious like you guys can like jump in too because you guys have like heard the other stuff too so it's Mm -hmm. interesting to hear your perspective they're just like you know like whether thematically or you know conceptually or sonically like how the new stuff is like maybe different like if you went into a different direction with newer stuff versus older stuff things like that also this is the first thing like any of any of us have ever recorded together too so yeah true it's 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 like kind of a very much an apples and oranges thing because the band i was in before vdp it was with like one of my childhood friends and my brother and we the only thing we ever like recorded were just three songs for free through the cmu's like they have this like mini record label more media records yeah yeah and it's it's it it is kind of a they're students they're not getting paid they're paying basically to do it so it's it's i don't want to say low effort but i volunteered there i went to central for one year so i know what you're talking about It's, it's very just like there's only well, so much they can do and yeah. you know yeah. they're learning while they're doing it so those songs were really raw <laughs> well that's what i was talking about before like when i first heard you like that was like the stuff that i heard was those songs that you did and i was like oh man that's but it, it was still very just very good it popped out you know um but at least like from my under like from my perspective um like I, I think that like 
uh, well, the three of us who like the core three of us who recorded this, who was like you, me, and Jacob. Like, I I think we have a really good working chemistry together. I think like like when we bring like our sound together, it just works really well, and the gears just kind of turn. Um, and I also think just uh, music in general, I I think really pops off if you have like a really good songwriter, and then you just put like a bitch and rhythm section behind it. You know, like that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like that, that is a, that's a formula for success right there. Yeah. yeah that's I a know. lot. I, yeah. That was the same formula for Dead Rover too. It mm. was me on guitar and vocals, my brother on bass and Tanner on drums. And yeah, Andy and Tanner played together really well. So I don't know. Yeah. Jacob killed the drums. That was one of my yeah. favorite parts of this record was the, was like yeah. the rhythm. Um, pl- playing with Jacob is is so fun. Not not to toot this this dude's horn too much when he's not here. Dude, when we were listening, we we yeah. listened to the to the EP when it came out. We just got together and just listened to it all together as a band. And I kept just looking at Jacob, be like, "You son of a." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. These tom fills, these rhythms uh, that are popping out. Yeah, they're just, yeah. They, really, really creative. They they uh they punctuate and articulate uh everything else really well. Yeah, he really knows how to hit the right thing at the right time. Yeah. And you can't really understate that. Uh-huh. I like, the, I, I, I like, also just like, and he does things on a hi-hat that, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you, you don't think about it until you're trying to play drums and you're like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. How I feel every time I hear Colin Shea drum. I'm yeah. just like, how are you this good? I, I'm not this good at anything in my life. <laughs> How are you this good at this thing? <laughs> I will say though that Benny, you are like a a secret, pretty sweet drummer. I will say I've never heard you play drums. Yeah, yeah. Aww. Like people, when we start playing live, people are gonna see it because like you never really like promoted the fact that you played drums or anything like. That. You know, I get it because you weren't really doing anything on drums, but we were just jamming, like hanging out to talk about the podcast, and we just randomly started jamming. I'm like, oh, you got a drum set, so I started playing his guitar, and like literally by the end of that, I was like, do you want to be in my band? <laughs> he's like, maybe, and then I sent the demos, he's like, yes! Like, and, I was, okay. and I was just like, how many zeros are you going to put on that track? <laughs> oh I boy. I, like, so right now, the only checks that are have my name on them are like, well, they're not checks, because no one uses checks, but also, like, I'm paying other people. The moment I start... I think I would have to play about. I can't, I can't think of how many shows I'd have to play before I was like not in the red. Like <laughs> overall, like think of like how much money you put into like not I, just recording, but like getting to shows and things like that. It's just if you're, if you're breaking even, it's like sweet. Yeah, that hasn't happened. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it ever will. I don't. I don't even think about that stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I get paid at a show, I'm just like. What? Yeah, yeah. At least as as far as like making a record goes, I'm like I don't care if this costs money. Like if yeah. I don't make money off of it, I'm yeah. I want to make it anyway. I don't give a I shit. Feel the exact yeah, same way. Like it sucks that it's expensive, so I'm obviously gonna have to grind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like if you didn't have that attitude, I'd be like, one, I probably won't like your music. And uh, two, well, yeah. that's not going to work out for you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For you, real. you have to yeah. really enjoy making records to do it. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be. A- it's also oh, you're in the wrong business, it, though, because like, you know, say you spend like three grand on a record and that's like for an EP. That's fairly, I feel like, middle of the road for what you can spend. 
you know, and, um, but you have it for the rest of your life. Yeah. When I'm 60, oh, yeah. I'm going to be listening to this shit. Yeah. Like, Oh, <laughs> my arthritis. I can't really play anymore. Yeah. Listen to what I used to do. Yeah. And that's so fucking dope. Like my grandkids, if I have them, like mm. are going to hopefully think I'm sweet, but <laughs> with my luck, they'll just be like, what is this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Where are all the beeps and boops? That's the oldest thing I've ever said. Yeah, that was pretty. And the boops. <laughs> <laughs> that really, that really hit my okay boomer. Back in my day, they used to play the instruments. Yeah, yeah. Just got to put but it's like I'm not gonna pretend yeah. I've never said that non-ironic. Okay, grandpa. <laughs> I mean, you, you can say that, but I've been. In in my room, just like pressing buttons on yeah. like synths and sequencers, and just like being like, this is hard. This I, is it's so hard. It's so much easier to just play the guitar than it oh is yeah, to program to pro, yeah. like well, like it, drum yeah. machines and. It's shit. just like a completely different toolbox. It's a completely different way of approaching music. It's like you're kind of starting from ground zero again when you get into like electronic. If yeah. you've been playing like guitar based music your whole life, yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah. My brain doesn't work that way. Right. Like Benny will like always be showing me these like pedals and stuff that are like. Like, like that Strymon, like, Night Sky or some shit like that. Or like, yeah. They'll have, like, all these knobs. Like, there's, like, that mini sequencer pedal. I'm just, like, I, I I realized that, like, my taste for effects and things like that is solely based on, like, intellectual laziness. Like, I just <laughs> don't want to learn the things. So, I, like, I... So, off Dimension C or yeah. buttons. So yeah. I uh yeah, I get really uh I get bogged down when I have a lot of pedals cuz I'm like, "Oh, I should be using this." But then yeah. then I'm like, "It's too much. I don't know what I'm doing." I'm just like, "Okay, overdrive. That's set it, forget yeah. it." Yeah. Um, I'll do this sometimes, but Well, I have like a million pedals, but they're all just knobs. Like none of them, the only buttons yeah. that you'll see on anything are like the ons and then like a tap tempo here and there. Um, but like when it comes to like the digital i you know i can't i used to like hide behind this whole like analog snob thing where like analog's better but it's not you know what i mean like it's just a taste and i'm just too stupid to learn digital stuff. Dude, i'm gonna call you out a little bit right here because you're over here like oh i hate when things are complicated and you have the most complicated stereo guitar rig yeah i, I, I was gonna say seen, yeah i've seen you play and i'm like whoa that's a yeah well, it's actually not that complicated, to be honest. Like, it's just one. I mean, I I mean, I am dumb as fuck. So like, <laughs> anything will right. make yeah. me be like, "Oh, he's a genius." It's yeah. also cargo through two apps. It's really easy. I'm a genius. Fuck <laughs> yeah. it. Let's just stop here. It's really easy to blow my mind too, because like I'm a notorious anti gearhead. Or like oh, I just like yeah. I I myself just really don't care about it that much yeah i just kind of find what works for me when i do it all i need Uh, is the line six spider insane yeah insane mode i I did used to have a line six yeah I had, a, I had a crate. Oh my god my first oh oh man i had a crate crate, and i had two four by twelve cabs run with the head was a a two by twelve combo all solid state baby and i had one cab on either side of the drum set and then the cabs probably cost like $200. I think one I, sp- I spent $20 on because my friend who was a stoner really wanted some weed. So he literally sold me a cab for $20. <laughs> which was crazy. And we were, we were in high school, naturally. Oh, my God. But yeah, like nowadays, like that was, that was my first grade. 
uh, make amps cry again. But um, <laughs> <laughs> stop it! Stop. <laughs> we're, we're just we're just getting ready for tonight. Yeah, I know. Dude, by, by the time this podcast is out, everyone will already oh, know. How it I'm so pumped mm-hmm. about this debate. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! Joe yeah. Biden's gonna come out and be like, dude. Back in my it. day, the soda pop bottles used to cost fifty cents. <laughs> I want to just lean like, into it and just come out like <laughs> like professional wrestlers. Like oh, I want yeah. Trump to come out like on someone being carried by like large men. You know what I mean? And, oh yeah, like, fucking pyro like, going off behind him. Uh, like, that would be fucking rad. Uh, Jim Ross is asking the yeah, questions. He's exactly, just like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> by, by God, it's Biden. <laughs> Technically, in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, isn't that incredible? They really did it. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. Uh, oh man, we've got really loud on this podcast. Fuck. Yeah. This okay. this guy's loud as fuck. I said at the beginning, this is gonna be a bumpy one. This is Brian like, it's, yeah, learning the setup. Um, yeah, that's I want to go back to that <laughs> that stereo rig thing that you you said real quick. Oh yeah. It's it's really cool to have added you to the band, but also. I'm gonna be really sad when I don't get to play out of two, maybe three amps at shows. Whenever those happen again. Oh yeah, because we've been we've been recording little demos at my house, and we just plug into two amps at all the time. Yeah. And run stereo. <laughs> like that's that's what's up. There. I wanna I wanna start another band that I play guitar in, and I want it to be a two piece, and I'm gonna play out of three amps. That's, I mean, you oh, could yeah. theoretically do that anyway, though. You could do like a stereo with a. Technically, mine's not stereo. It's it's uh it's dual mono, like wet dry. So like I have my one amp that I run all the effects through, and then I have like another amp that's just clean signal all the time. So like I always know that if I switch the AV pedal to like the second amp, I'm going to get a clean signal no matter what. Cool. So it's really not that complicated once you like. The hardest part is just setting everything up. Yeah. And like routing everything and just you know. I I did this last year at Great Pumpkin Fest when Anthony couldn't play and Jared wasn't in the band. It was just me and Jacob, where I had I had two pedal boards and it was a it was a nightmare. It it was a it was a whole round of trash. Uh, <laughs> it was my like normal pedal board and then I think my chorus pedal, which I barely use. Is a ster- is stereo and my my Boss DD7 is also stereo. Yeah. So I had one out going into a pog, going into a bass amp, and then oh, wow. and then the rest of it, the other out from the chorus going into the DD7, going into two other guitar amps. Damn. That was fun as fuck. <laughs> you had a chorus yeah. going into a pog. I didn't turn the chorus on. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, I just right. used it. Was just it. splitting the signal. Yeah. Okay. yeah see, that uh, would have been wild. I'm, I'm gonna try that when I when I'm I go so confused by that. Do you like, have a pod? No, but I have octave stuff. Mm. I can plug stuff into. So yeah, that's when you can get really cool. Like with like the pitchfork pedal. Like that's probably the coolest part about like the rig that I have is because like I can you can take the pitchfork and and do it to like a the pitch shifter where you can set it to like a minor fifth. I don't know music theory, but you know there's like major sevenths, minor fifths, and you can set the wet to a hundred percent, and then you have literally have like one amp playing the clean signal the, the the actual note and then you have another amp playing just the the shifted pitch so it sounds like there's two guitars playing like entire the yeah. two guitars playing entirely different notes mm. pitch shifters yeah. change the game you yeah. know what i do i put a pitch shifter right at the beginning of my chain i set it to unison so the note that i'm playing and i set it full wet so it's digital right from the get-go yeah so any tone snobs yeah it's already digital <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, the pedals are so good nowadays, too, that, like, you can't... Part of me hates hearing, like, in-depth talk about pedals, though, because it's just, like, yeah, put the pitch shifter at the beginning of the chain, that way the use and sound, and I'm just in my head, like, hit the Tumnus Overdrive and the bench and see. Tone's done, baby. You should put a little disclaimer before this part, like, if you don't care about pedals, just... Just scroll past this. Yeah, just turn it off, honestly. Or, like, <laughs> I'll refer them back to our first episode. Oh, like, the sound effect of, like, a... Phone head alert. Yeah, I really want to start doing cute little drops and stuff, too. We'll work on that. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Yeah. I yeah, so. I, I guess you, could, you can't really call me gearhead. I just want to be really, 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 really fucking loud yeah that's so, it, it feels so good i'll never play through less than two amps live it's so worth carrying the extra shit around because it's like it, it just it feels sterile without it now like uh, it's like one guitar amp what <laughs> you know like how do you get your tone like who's yeah. the loudest band you've ever seen live oh manchester orchestra mm-hmm. really yeah they're fucking awesome uh, they, they killed live i think mine is either Boris or my bloody Valentine. Yeah, I they was... were both fucking just absurd. I mm. saw Boris at L Club before I all that shit came out about them. Yeah, and I was at the front and I was wearing this dress and I was like right in front of uh, one of Wada's amps, one of them, and <laughs> all of her amps. And I was being vibrated so hard that my dress just like, just like inflated around my legs and it like wasn't like touching my skin at all i was freaking out i was so stoned it was sweet i remember there was a uh greek death show that was really really loud for some reason and afterwards i went up to logan and i was like that was a really good set and logan drunk as fuck is just like you know this band was too loud and was too slow and i just wanted to Fucking I I saw uh, I Death from Above 1979 on their like first like reunion tour. This is like a few years ago. And it's just a bassist and a drummer. That was a loudest show I've ever been to. And I think I, I think that deafened me more than any other show that I've played since. I don't even know how the fuck they played that loud. I'd say like but, any show at the loft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I saw Norma Jean. And on separate occasion, every time I die, and every time I die was just like, it didn't even, it was so loud that like, it was like the music didn't matter anymore. It was just <laughs> the fact that they were there thrashing around. Yeah. It's the spectacle. Wide, They're so amazing. It, yeah. Norma Jean too, dude. Norma Jean is fucking incredible. Saw them at, I, was, I saw them at uh, Bloodfest like the year before the last one. It was really weird because like they were up and then Foxing came up and I guess the Foxing singer is like this huge metal fan. And like said, like, yeah, who was your guys' favorite band to see today? Mine was Norma Jean. Like, like, all right, <laughs> sweet. I now like you a lot more. So I think that the correct term is a little core. Yeah, sorry. I don't know any fucking hey, John. I'm so bad. Your, all, all the metalheads who listen to your podcast are gonna they're just hey, gonna Hey metalheads, fix you. your font, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read your writing. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't all have to have that album cover that looks like that. Yeah, so. it looks like roots. Dude. I'm just assuming that your band name is Trees because that's what I see. Nerd alert! I've seen, I've seen Boris four times. 
Oh, really? Um, and the second time I saw them was at the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids. And I was, like, right on the side of the stage. And I had earplugs in. And my left ear was facing, again, one of Wada's amps. And even with my earplugs, like, the, the a couple days after, I, like, couldn't really hear out of my left <laughs> ear. They were that loud. I was like, yeah. I guess these just don't work <laughs> for us. <laughs> like. You yeah, gotta get the good ones. Not with Boris, man. Yeah, if you get to a certain volume, it's like, that's not gonna help you. Just might as well throw it out. Well, let's see. Let but it was, just, like a... it was sweet. I smiled at their drummer. He looked, he looked me in the <laughs> eyes. Smiled at their Smile. drummer. And he'll remember you forever. No. <laughs> I talked to one of the dudes from Earth. I handed him his guitar case. He's also in Built to Spill. Oh, the Earth is in Built to Spill? He's like a... Like a touring... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Supposedly, I don't know. I was I was on drugs. I, was, I wasn't on drugs. I was on I was high. You know that's. What I, I was high on the music. High, I was high on drugs. Mm. Marijuana. Marijuana. Oh, okay. That's not even drugs. That's what they were talking about. I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> so, uh, trying to think of like a good like wrap up question. Yarn thing. I, I normally ask like I like. Like who do you really want to play with and things like that, but it just doesn't seem like genuine right now because like who knows when that's gonna even happen. Well, I know Haley's been trying to get uh, speaking of built to spill, you've been trying to get Doug Marsh's attention for forever. <laughs> like, listen to my music. I don't even know why he wouldn't. This is not even like the it's not even remotely like e- like the EP's not even even remotely similar to Built to Spill. I, I, I could see, I could see them digging it enough to uh, 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 take us on a run. Like, you'd have to listen to it first. You yeah, know? you'd have to give it a fighting chance. No, I think they're, they're I think they're too famous. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, but it's damn famous people. Every musician, and I'm, I'm probably just projecting, but like, I, I feel like almost more than any sort of fame, I just want like my favorite artist to tell me that I had a good song. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it's almost like your favorite athlete telling you, hey, good game, kid, you know, like ruffling your hair. Like, I want, <laughs> like, I just want Max Bemis or Andy Hall to tell me that they like my music or something. And I'd be like, okay, I'm done. That's all I need. <laughs> just wanted that that validation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, I don't think uh, Built Spill, like, Doug Marsh from Built Spill is really even active on social media. It's like, the dude's yeah. like 50. He's not going to be on his phone all the time. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> he's old. He's not uh, listening to this. Let's be real. You could tag him in it. Don't be like, hey, go to... Like, oh, I have. Like, <laughs> I'm trying listen to... Listen to this podcast yeah. at, like... 5235. I would like to think of someone a little more, I guess, accessible, but who knows? Do you guys uh, plan on, like, I, I wasn't sure, like, how much touring that you've that you've done. Like, have you done touring in the past? Do you think you'd want to do touring and stuff, like, once it's uh, feasible again? I don't even know if we'll be able to, like, uh, th- these guys work, like, full-time jobs. I'd like to have a good excuse to write, though. I can tour. <laughs> yeah. Full-time yeah. job does yeah. not mean you can't tour. Yeah. I, I think mean, weekenders is, like, is yeah. even a smarter way to do it, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, I hate weekenders, though. I want to go on, like, a two-, three-week tour. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm also kind of hoping, like, um, that after the pandemic is over, that most office jobs just stay remote, because I feel like that's where a lot of people are going with yeah. it. And like, why don't we just do this anyway? So if that happens, and if that, if that, if that's the new thing, 
then it's like, yeah, you can just go on tour and bring your laptop and just like yeah. during the day go to a coffee shop and just yeah, or just even, some emails. even just buy a hotspot. Yeah, I just want to go on like one of those mover shaker power tours where they do forty tour dates in forty days. I want to go on a long tour so bad. The longest yeah. I've been is like twelve or thirteen days with Parkway. See, like I think wasn't when, long enough in my opinion. I was like, I could go another two weeks. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I that I mean that's like the whole one of the biggest driving forces behind uh, we talked about this like just wanting to play music for a living is just the thrill of like the freedom of it oh, yeah. it's just, like the different place every day yeah, yeah. it's just a that's amazing that's always been like a, a big like drawing point of it for me too just like a, just being a generally like restless person who also yeah. likes to travel see new things have new experiences just get new like stimulation it's like, having a reason to do it you're yeah, not just like have, not hippie wandering around it's a it's you know a road I mean? trip with a little more work with a lot more work and uh reward. With more reward, yeah. yeah also yeah. the potential of just getting your gas money back that yeah yeah, yeah like you break even <laughs> Probably on that. <laughs> fuck yes like that's amazing <laughs> yeah that's amazing i think if you can break even on a bunch of tours, like that's kind of like the model for a DIY band to make it, right? Just like do a tour as much as possible. Like that's what everybody says. Like play as much as you can and like hopefully stay financially as out of the red as you can. And then hopefully eventually you get noticed. You know what I mean? But in the meantime, that process sounds like so much fun that like even if you never quote unquote made it, but you, you know, it was not like all that would be for nothing. It's like how many people can even say that oh, they yeah. do anything like that at all? Yeah. I mean, like you, know? you, you define, I guess, in 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 this in this line of work, if you will, you you define your own success. Really, you yeah. define whether or not you feel fulfilled or you're, yeah. you know. And that, I just want to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I, I want to make something to be proud of. Yeah, yeah that, that's really it for me too. Making something to be proud of, and then just even like no matter how many. Going back to our original conversation, like, no matter how many people are even at the show, if I do get one good compliment at the end of the night, it's just, like, awesome. Yeah. I had a great time. It was worth it for that. You yeah. Know? Like, just uh, uh, being able to, like, really have that, like, communal um, just transfer of um, yeah. expression and energy and just, like, when you're really in it, like, you're in it, and it's worth it for that, like, in the moment. Yeah. But, I think, like, that's one of the biggest draws, too. It's, like, so it's, like... I'm pretty transparent about this fact that I, I definitely have the sickness where I want to be famous, you know, like where like I've been really working and like trying to do like, if you want to call it like spiritual work to try and like figure out why that is. Mm. Like, why do I feel like I need that? You know, like, why do I want that validation so much? And trying to just like, like you said, just like define it for myself, what makes me feel validated and all that. But like, I think part of the reason why I want to be quote unquote famous is so that like, my life i could create like a community around yeah. this art you know yeah. i mean it's not like for entirely vain reasons like i literally want to like go to different places yeah and create a space where like i feel entirely like i can be myself uh, everyone else can do that too this is interesting awesome. to me like this idea because there are like different levels of fame and like kind of like what yeah. I, what i'm interested in or like what like what i'm attracted to is like people who are like i want to call them like c-list famous people yeah. where it's like say like your favorite underground band or maybe like a favorite underground artist who actually has a fan base 
but nobody knows who they are if you like see them in a grocery store exactly. except yeah. for the people who actually appreciate their art that's like, where i want to be exactly. like yeah, being in that yeah like, and then rad. if someone does recognize you it's like you know they actually care you're not yeah. just some and when someone like, does recognize you it's like the sort of thing where you're like it's so it's special yeah. that like it sticks out and yeah. you appreciate it instead of being annoyed yeah right yeah i would love to be able to like play like the fox theater like if i could play the like at the very peak of my life you know what i mean like if i could get there and like because you can you can definitely be at that level and still no one recognizes you unless because yeah. i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna say for example like like say like death cab for cutie has played the fox theater yeah like how yeah. many people do you think who don't know about like indie music really recognize like ben gibbard on the street right mm-hmm. right like yeah. Probably not many. He's not in People magazine, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah, right, right. Except maybe, for maybe when, when he, he was, was dating. Yeah. <laughs> when he was like, dating Zoe. He wants to be that famous. You know right, I mean? exactly, like, yeah. Like, you watch, like, all these documentaries. Like, the, I remember, like, the Michael Jordan documentary was, like, I mean, obviously, he's, like, the far end of the famous. But, yeah. Like, it was miserable. Like, your your existence mm. is just, you're just, like, everywhere you go, it's like you're a zoo animal. Yeah, that. Everyone is just, like, oh, Everyone feels, it. like, entitled to your attention. Yeah. Yeah. And you start to feel like, um, uh, or at least like just what I've observed from like these kind of people who get really famous, like they start to feel like no one's really being real with them anymore. Yeah. Like everyone's kind of sucking up and then it's just like, I really looking for something real here, not something like vapid, something like. Yeah. That's why if I ever met a famous person, I'd be a dick to them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, I'm not used to this. My God. How about you pay for my coffee? (laughs) (laughs) All right, you got anything else, Benny? I think we'll wrap it up so you guys can uh, can all hit the road and all, watch, watch our we, country burn. And we can all hit the uppers with Biden and Trump. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. God! <laughs> uh, oh um, man, I'm just now I'm just thinking about this debate, and I'm just like, it'll be fun to watch yeah. for entertainment purposes. Yep. Uh, That's it. Hello, That's it. hello, future people. Um, I, I I hope we're we're right about this this debate coming up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I already voted for Biden. I will say that uh, it's just it's just two guys. One of them being, well, listen here, Jack. Back in my day, you could get a malted on the corner, and I think that we should go back to yeah. what the if, other guy. Your wife's nasty. She's a very nasty woman. <laughs> what if one of them just China? I probably shouldn't say what I'm about to say. I want to say it anyway. What say if one it. of them just like dropped dead on the stage? Honestly, it could so, happen. Yeah. You think they haven't planned for that? Like, <laughs> they've, yeah. got, they've got them already hooked up to the harness system in case it happens. <laughs> they could just kind of keep them. Kamala just slips in. They're like, hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Plan B, it's time. <laughs> well. Yeah, maybe don't put that part there. <laughs> I uh, definitely already had the secret service on my ass. So. Really? Ugh. For real? Yeah, <laughs> that's rad. I did say, like, I, I felt weird about this because, like, I posted on Snapchat the other day, like, oh, I just committed fraud, a.k.a. just ma- voted by mail. I was just trolling, oh, you know? Oh, I was like, yeah. hey, I committed mail oh. fraud. And I was like, wait a minute, hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, that that could be that. used for something later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sucks. It, it ruined a good joke with my own, with my own fear. Uh, Fuck the government. Fuck the government. I think we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, uh, Bombastic Dream Pussy. Uh, that's the first time we said your band name this whole episode. Oh. Um, yeah, where can people find your stuff? Tell us about where what the record is, all that stuff real quick. Oh, you can find it everywhere. Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube, Apple Music, D. 
Deezer. These nuts. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's on title. Uh, we're a band from Michigan. Uh, what else am I supposed to say here? Um, what are your like social media stuff? They want to follow you. Oh yeah, uh, Twitter and Instagram are the ones that I'm active on. I don't give a shit about Facebook because it's too hard to use. Uh, yeah, it's bombastic dream pussy, but you just take out all the vowels except for the Y. Depending on your opinion on whether or not Y is a vowel. So it's a boombastic drum pussy. Yeah, well, you gotta have the Y in there because you can't have I think it is a vowel in this sense. Um Anyway, I'm 28. I'm an Aries. That's it. Sick. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far into the podcast, one, see it there. Thanks for listening. That was another episode of Invite the Neighbors. Um, again, go check out their new record. It's really, really good. It's on Spotify. It's on Bandcamp. Um, I'm not shitting you. It's good. Um, follow us on Instagram at Invite the Neighbors, Twitter at ITNPod, um, Patreon.com slash Invite the Neighbors if you're really feeling generous. Um, otherwise, you know, just if you like the podcast, hit us up, tell a friend, share an episode on, on Instagram or whatever have you, and just keep listening because really appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys.